The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Cowboys! This is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Here we are on a Monday. It is Free Agent Monday. All right, mm-hmm. NFL teams come Wednesday can sign. They can start signing free agents today. You can basically start your little backdoor conversations with oh, the agents happening. and the players. Oh yeah, and uh, the NFL. I mean, here it is March Madness, but the NFL the blue put pushed March Madness aside. <laughs> we want some spotlight here. Yeah. Tom Brady, I want some spotlight here. He's back. Basketball guys can have to wait a little bit, but by the way, uh the NCAA tournament is in Fort Worth this weekend. Nice. What, how about so, TCU? Uh well TCU is the host, but they're having it at Dickey's Arena. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second Bears. So uh, yes, Baylor, <laughs> Baylor. Baylor will be there. Baylor number one seed, they'll be there. North okay. Carolina Tar Heels is gonna be there. Hubert Davis, former Dallas Maverick. Uh he's the head coach of, of uh the Carolina Tar Heels. So um yeah. Yeah. So is there any at, at you know Jerry Roll usually does like the Sweet Sixteen. There's not a dang in it this year. No, 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 no. Ah, that was a good is, spot. This is all Dickies. Okay. So so yeah. Dickies. What, what, what seed did Pembroke get? Um, you know what? We are a four C, and we won our tournament game in Division Two. All right, the John Toledo. I think Toledo's in it. Uh, so, 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 I so think Toledo's in it, man. We won our conference. We won conference. Carolinas, Chris. You got any more? Got any more jokes? Shots been fired early on early on the show today. (laughs) Right on down. That's right. The Braves win, son. Braves win. Beat Flagler. We moving on in the tournament. Okay, let us dive into many Dallas Cowboys topics. He is Barry Church, the Toledo Rocket. Joining us, filling in for Danny McCray, is Anthony Spencer, former First round draft pick yes, with the Dallas Cowboys from Purdue, Purdue University. Boy, Purdue Boilermaker. Yes. yes, yes, yes. If your basketball team can finally make the Final Four, win a championship, man. We'll see, man. They got they got some players out there. We'll see what they can do in the tournament. All right, I'm near. I'm Newy Scruggs, just merely Newy Scruggs. Here's these <laughs> gentlemen here. They're the players, so they're going to bring you their expertise here for an hour. And then we got uh, sideshow Chris Beam in the background, ready to <laughs> lob jokes. Yeah. Best producer in the game. Lob, right. jokes. By the way, I lied. We, we in the NIT. Uh, I lied. I thought. I thought. It's all good. You're a football. Go school. Rockers. Man. You're a Go Rockers. That's it. <laughs> you guys in UNOU. <laughs> Damn, uh, see me? <laughs> it's all good. Okay, well, lots to get to. Uh, why don't we just start with the wide receivers, okay? Let's do it. Uh, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to be traded. Uh, will not happen until later this week, officially, but he's going to Cleveland. So it's for a fifth round pick. The Browns and the Cowboys swap six round picks here. Coop do $20 million. Cowboys mm. didn't want to pay it. They save $16 million under the cap. So, gentlemen, thumbs up or thumbs down? I'll make it that simple for you. Thumbs up or thumbs down on this trade? I'm going to start with you, Barry Church. For me, uh, with the Cowboys situation, I'm going to say it's, it's a tough one for me because – you know, you let uh, Cooper go, and to me, I, th- I thought he was the number one receiver. I mean, he didn't get a lot of chances last year, and, and for for the most part last year, he didn't show that he was a number one, but I still believe he has number one left in the tank. And for them to trade that away, they must have a lot, a lot of confidence in the receivers they have left on the roster. I mean, you know, like we said, we heard uh, Gallup might be or should be signing that extension. Um, hopefully it'll get said Wilson back. But to me, that hurts the pass game overall because even though Cooper – he didn't put up crazy, ridiculous numbers that guaranteed, that uh, warranted that $20 million deal. 
but he opened things up for other people, you know, and I feel like a lot of the attention now is going to go towards C.D. Lamb, go towards Michael Gallup, go towards Sed Wilson, and I don't know if they're ready for that type of uh, that, that type of pressure on them. I mean, being a number one receiver, it's 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 a tough it's a tough duty. So, I think this is, might be a thumbs down for the Dallas Cowboys, but certainly a thumbs up for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, they're getting I think a very very solid receiver that has a lot left in the tank. You put him in there with that great running game that they have in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You put him in there with Baker Mayfield, and they got a good offensive line. So I think it's a thumbs up for Cleveland, but for Dallas, I'm going to go thumbs down because I, I did not want to see Amari Cooper go. But hey, at the end of the day, it's a business and you got to make uh, decisions. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the same way. Uh, he brought a lot of double teams to his side, he had a lot of, uh, brought a lot of attention to his side, so it opened up the field for the other wide receivers to make plays. So, with that being gone, it's going to put a lot of pressure on those young guys to be able to perform. And um, when you get out there and it, you, you, you're making plays when you got the other guy on the other yes. side, but when, that, when you get that pressure and that uh, ball is like, you got that, all that pressure to make those plays and to, to carry the team, it, it's, a, it's a whole other monster. So, mm-hmm. the time will tell. Uh, it, it will either make, pre- make Diamonds out of the other receivers, or he's going to bust the pipe. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. $20 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot, so, it's a lot of bread. <laughs> and when you say a lot of bread, let me break it down into more terms. It's over a million dollars a game. Mm. Yeah. Is he bringing you a million dollars a game in production? See, that's, that's the only thing. I was, that's the thing that I'm like, okay, it's kind of all right, because he wasn't. I'll, I'll okay. put it like that. He was not giving you $20 million worth of game out there. And a lot of that had to do with the, with the scheme as well. I mean, he wasn't getting a lot of looks or a lot of targets mm-hmm. as well. So I can't put it all on Amari Cooper for not being productive, because there was a lot of games where he might only got, you know, three targets, right. two targets here and there. So I can't put it all on his plate. But at the end of the day, you are correct, Nui, in my opinion. He wasn't putting that, that $20 million worth of game on the football field. So the Cowboys Cowboys had to make a decision. One point three million a game. My bad. Ooh, mm. a little bit over. Because remember, over he one. he missed two games because of COVID. <sighs> he would get that shot. So so yeah, one point three mil. That that's. And when it comes down to it, Cowboys always really make good business decisions, and that's really what this is. I feel like is a business decision. Was he bringing that? revenue to each one of the games probably not but the other things that like the double teams open up the field for the other players like you really can't see that happening in the game like he's that's not making a play yeah. so it's those uh things that you don't see that he was really bringing and is, is that worth 1.3 million dollars a game yeah, yeah. so i gotta decide like it, it's tough because then you look at it now okay you know, teams were starting to, towards the end of the year, they were starting to play that kind of umbrella coverage where mm-hmm. they had the two high safeties yep. back deep, and they were like, look, you, <laughs> Dak, you're going to have to check it down or make accurate throws through our zone to be able to beat us. And we weren't able to do that. They yeah. weren't able to do that. So it, that's a tough one. That's a, do you put it more on his lack of production? Do you put it more on the scheme and Kellamore scheme or yes. the actual player? Kellamore. Kellamore scheme, okay. Kellamore. I mean, how many times are we watching – Sean McVay, and I was there at the Super Bowl, so it was just amazing in that fourth quarter because mm-hmm. Cooper, Cooper Cup made Cup. so many plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was balling. Okay. It's like, how? Get it. How, <laughs> how is he doing it? Like, Come around the on the sweep. Yeah. Come around across. Yeah. Go, I mean, it, it was – All right. Yeah. So that whole final that whole final fourth quarter was about Stafford to Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. So we've seen an offensive coordinator – Scheme. Scheme him up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen DeAndre Hopkins. We've seen – Devontae Adams. Adams yeah. I mean, we just see dudes out here who are getting ball. Back when Antonio Brown was with Ben Roethlisberger, you knew what was coming. 
Good luck stopping it. Calvin Johnson when he was with Matt Stafford. I mean, there are ways and we've seen number one guys get used. Even Michael Thomas when he had Drew Brees yeah, at their New Orleans. Broke the record. So for $1.3 million, if, you, if, if your offensive coordinator is not going to figure out a way to scheme him up, then I don't think you're doing justice to the receiver or doing justice uh, to the scheme. Now, I feel bad for Amari Cooper because Baker Mayfield's not that guy. And he's going to Cleveland. I mean, just think about it. <laughs> you, you know, it's Cleveland. Dallas, yeah. Cleveland, you know, Baker, Dak. I mean, it's just you're I'd outside in the conditions. I'd like, be I mean, hot. If I'm Amari Cooper, be hot. Hot. it would be cold. <laughs> <laughs> right. It would be cold you, like Erie. You, you from Florida, went to Alabama, started your career uh, with the Raiders in, in California, you go to Texas, and now they're going to send you up here to Cleveland to catch passes from a dude they don't even want to give a multi-year contract to. Yeah. Number one overall pick, they're like, yeah, we don't know if you don't pick up that option. And I, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, unless they go bring in Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. in a trade mm-hmm. and, and good luck trying to get Deshaun Watson to wave his oh, no trade to you. And their calls are going out three first round here. Like, I'm like, man. Right, right. I mean, the price is sky. And of course the crazy thing is Cleveland passed on Deshaun Watson twice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. how smart are they? So, <laughs> I, feel bad. I feel bad for Amari Cooper. I still think he's a good player. I hate the fact that he's leaving. Yeah. But $1.3 million in a financial, that's a, that's a lot of money. And, it's, and, and as a number one receiver, you kind of love guys like this in your locker room that mm-hmm. he wasn't really getting a lot of targets. He wasn't getting all that. But you rarely heard right. anything from him. I mean, we, we saw the two maybe the two instances where he was like, yeah, if I get the ball more, I can help this team out. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a... You know how 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 my boy there. It Dez wasn't used to Dez be like, Bryant. Oh, yeah, Go yeah, ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Okay. It was a different it type of passion. Bryant, yeah, right? it had a different yeah. type of passion. And so you, you can't, you really can't bring that type of like leadership. It's really what it is: leadership to the to the locker room. Like he's been through. He's been that one number one receiver. Like he's been through a lot of different games. He's seen a lot of different coverages. How people are going to cover him. So he brought a different to the to the Cowboys that. They don't have now. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's gonna it's gonna cover it. We'll see if it shows through or if it if, if it won't. Yeah, that's true. All right, so um Amari Cooper on his way to Cleveland, Michael Gallup stays. He was um coming up on free agency. Had that t- horrible ACL tear mm. January 2nd when he went up for a touchdown catch and he made it against the Arizona Cardinals. Five years, uh, $62.5 million is what's being reported. Mm. He missed seven games due to a calf injury last year. That Tampa Bay game had that, then missed the next seven games. Played in eight last year um, in four seasons with the Cowboys. 193 catches for 2,992 yards, 15 touchdowns. Had a 1,000-yard season in 2020. $27 million is in guaranteed money, $10 million signing bonus. And he had the ACL surgery in February. So anybody looking for Michael Gallup to start week one, I would tell you don't don't look for that. That would be unrealistic. And that to me, that's, that's I think it was – it was smart on his behalf because, like you said, he you know he might not be ready for for week one. So if you go to a different team, you don't know that training staff, mm-hmm. you don't know that team, you don't know how they work with you during the off season, how they're gonna bring you back towards the team. I mean, you gotta you know 
get a whole new leadership value with right, that team. Right. So I think it was a smart move by him. You know the team. You know the guys in the training room. You know they're going to get you back as healthy as possible. And they're going to let you take your time mm-hmm. with coming back. Yep. So that was a definitely a solid move on him. And I think by the Cowboys as well. I mean, I looked first I looked at that number. I said, whoa, five for 62. I'm hold on. This guy coming off of ACL. But then when you really looked at the numbers, it boils down to, like Newey said, to really kind of a two-year, 27 guaranteed overall. Uh, very team-friendly. I think overall the whole thing is like 12 and a half a year, which I thought he was going to get closer to 16 a year. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a very team-friendly deal. Um, if he ends up coming back healthy and blowing up right. and, you know, playing out the whole five years, I think it would be a great value for the squad. Uh, so I think they, you know, they both worked with each other on this one. So I think it's a good deal overall. Um, but to me, it's all going to boil down to whether or not C.D. Lamb can be that guy. Because I honestly don't think Michael Gallup is a, is a number one. I think he's a, an, a great number two, kind of a 1B situation. But I think if it's all on him, I don't think this passing attack is going to be as dynamic as it was in the past. So I think this deal pretty much sums up. If, if C.D. Lamb can be that guy and Gallup can be a, a solid number two, I think we have a great pass production. But if it's all on Gallup, I think it's going to be a, a tough situation. So, Spence, I want to throw it to you. Mm-hmm. Coming off of ACL. Yeah, I'm, wide I mean, receiver. Yeah, when I was coming off my knee surgery, and I play, I came back and I played a year with the Cowboys with the same like I was able to recover and get all that work in with the same training staff. But then I went to uh, New Orleans and it was a whole different type of training. Like that, like it plays an effect on your body. So you have like, being with the same training staff and going through the off season and then being able to have this contract, which gives him a little bit more security and comfortability in. Believing in itself, like putting that putting that uh, ownership on himself to come back and perform at that high level. So I, I really believe that's going to be a good deal for him and for the Cowboys, just because they're giving him a little bit of rope to get okay. better and to become a better player. At the same time, he's got to have that trust in the Cowboys with them signing him back. So we'll see. I mean, I, I, I think that he's going to be back and doing great because even when he tore his ACL making that catch, you can see the, yeah. the resilience that he has yeah. as a player. And even with the injuries that he had uh, this past year with the hurt calf, like that's part of the ACL – or not the ACL, but just – being in football, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. just being able to go, uh, go through those injuries and come back. Availability is always the the key to this game. That's so true. I feel like that's what we'll we'll see. You know, yeah, oh yeah. So that that's um, for, for me. That's the question. Okay, you signed him for five years, got the ACL. Uh, you hear people say it'll take you a good year to get back mm-hmm. to where you were. So now you're talking four years. You know, what, what are you going to really get out of the deal? So there's a lot of hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of hope yeah. with this deal. Like, hey, you're hoping he goes back to what he was. You're hoping he could be the number two. There are no guarantees. Yeah, yeah. not at all. Yeah. With that deal being said, do you do you feel like these guys should go get a wide receiver early in the draft? No. No? Spence, what about you? Uh it's it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I don't think so. I think the C D Lamb and just the just had the had the continuity of the the, uh, the people that they have in the locker room right now. Like they can't you can't keep bringing in new and, tra- and hoping that you know yeah, what I mean it's, it's the, all all over again. So you just got to kind of build with what you have and people that are in the even the the, the tight end that they just signed to the franchise deal. Uh, Schultz, Schultz, yeah, him him coming back and having that opportunity. I feel like that's going to be huge for their passing game as well. Okay. So. Let me just ask you guys, give me your top three wide receivers in the game right now. Ooh. Just, just in, you know, just, just in your mind, you know, just, just comes to your mind right now. We just mentioned Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would go Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs. Okay, that's what I would go. Okay, I like Cooper Cup a lot. 
definitely Devontae Adams. Okay. And I'm not I, I I'm not sure. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. And just here's here's the exercise with not one of those guys is a first round pick. Right. Cooper true. Cup's a third round pick. Adams and Diggs are second round picks. Yeah. Uh, the Packers have made a living not taking guys in the first round in terms of wide receivers. <laughs> they just won't do it. See how mad Aaron Rodgers is. About and, that. And, and so I, I bring that up to you say, look, you, you can find these guys in, in, in later rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris Godwin's not a first-round pick, while Mike Evans is. Um, Michael Thomas, they had those great years in New Orleans. He's not a he, he's not a number one guy. So um, you can get those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, you've invested in Ceedee Lamb. He's still got a rookie deal here. You just paid Gallup. I think you could. To me, if I'm the Cowboys, either address your front seven on defense, or you address your offensive line, offensive line. in yeah, the first yeah. round here. To, to, you know, your center is still too light. Your left guard's probably leaving in free agency. Um, Leighton Van Der Esch is going to be on the move, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so someone next to Micah Parsons, depending on what happens with Randy Gregory and whatever you decide to do with Tank Lawrence, you need to go ahead and look at the edge rush. Yeah. And would you ever have too many good defensive linemen up front who can stop the run? No. So, so to me, wide receiver, that nah. I, I <laughs> so can, that's, that's on the back burner. That's on the back burner. Well, <laughs> back burner and also – Every year, what do we? The market's going to get flooded with them. right. So Cooper, that's also true. Cooper is 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 sign, You know, Cooper's the the deal's going to go to the to, he's going to go to the Browns on a trade. And what, what do we see? The Browns tell Jarvis Landry, "Hey man, go ahead and look for a trade. Look, you know, go ahead. <laughs> they Everybody did. Tell them, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, there are going to be dudes out here. Yeah. Not yeah. that not that I would want. This player, but you got Antonio Brown on a podcast. I'm like, hey, Jerry, come get me, Jerry. Man, you know, what, I guess, what are we going to do with Antonio? Man? Right. So, oh, so, I mean, you can, you can go get some veteran players. Yeah, without a doubt. You can get without some guy. You know, so if if you Gallup's not going to be ready week one, in my opinion. So, he's not ready to go. Uh, maybe you bring back Cedric Wilson. Who knows? We'll see yeah, there. We'll see. He might have priced himself out. But if you've got C.D. Lamb, you add someone else here on a one-year deal who can catch some footballs from Dak Prescott in an offense that's put up numbers here. I think they could go and get someone. And, you know, maybe you spend the second, third round, fourth round on a wide receiver. Yeah. But I just feel like the Cowboys, from a def- from a defensive standpoint, could use another player in the front seven. And the offensive line needs to get fixed. Yeah, the offensive line definitely, uh, definitely needs to get fixed. And when you're talking about those receivers later in rounds that, you know, kind of – became, you know, really good receivers, you know, they got some pretty good quarterbacks behind them. I mean, you look at Aaron Rodgers, who he made Alan Lazard. Then you got, you know, Josh Allen making, what was the number, Gabriel, I think he was, had four touchdowns mm-hmm. in that playoff game. So they got some great quarterbacks back there to help them out. The question I got to ask both of y'all is, do you think Dak Prescott can be that quarterback that elevates Gonna have to a fifth-round, sixth-round receiver into be. being something good? <laughs> do, you, do you think I he mean, can be that he, guy? Like he said, I feel like he has to be, especially in this league that it is today. Like the, It's the quarterbacks that really drives the franchise. You yeah. know what I mean? And if you want to have a great franchise, you're going to have to depend on your quarterback to be that player for you. So he's going to have to be. Yeah, okay. Yes, and once again, I go across this league. I mean, D.K. Metcalf was a first-round pick. Tyler Lockett was a first-round pick. They, right. they played well in Seattle. Keenan Allen had an outstanding career with, with the Chargers. He wasn't a first-round pick. Was Debo Samuel? No, he was no, not a first-round yeah, so, yeah, pick. Right. Like all, all the top receivers out there. Tyreek right Hill, yeah. not yeah. a first-round pick. I mean, yeah. look, there, there's some good players who are, but it's just you can win in this league without them. You yeah. don't have to have a a you know number one mm-hmm. in terms of a wide receiver. I mean, That's very it's, true. 
there's so much of it is about the system. Mm-hmm. So much about the system and, and how you're using. I mean, Terry McLaurin out in Washington, I think he's a really fine receiver. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's he's another guy who's, who's a second round pick. So you can you can go get some dudes. Well, let me rephrase it then. Can we win with this system that we have uh, as an offensive system? You've won. You've won. We've won. But are you bit. going to win a championship? That's the that's the that's the goal yeah. that you know every you know not just just getting to the first round or getting to the second round right. ain't gonna be ain't gonna cut it here. What are I you thirty two church? Thirty four. You're thirty four. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate. It. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for twenty six years of those thirty four, they haven't won anything. They haven't won anything. That's what I'm <laughs> They going on twenty six years, church. So most of your life, at least they, get to the they've championship been, they've been round. Chained, they've, been, they've been in the desert most of your life, searching, searching, searching. Flash for this oasis. That's it. That's okay. <laughs> where the Lombardi is. You've seen so, a couple of mirages here and there, but yeah. nothing, mean, nothing too. So, so when people ask me to do these radio shows, they'll ask me about you know the Cowboys championship. I'm like, why do this? <laughs> why, why do we talk about? How about this? How about just get to a championship game? That's because, all I'm asking. You know, just just get out the divisional round because they haven't been able to do that. I mean, to talk about championships is, is is to me it's just kind of crazy because they've been so far from it. Mm. So the, the question is not, you know, is truly do you have a championship office? I don't know. I don't know. And clearly, the owner put the bullseye on the head coach. Get done this year, and, and that's another thing. How you, you put all this pressure on McCarthy, and then you take away his number one receiver. Yeah. You know, it, it, I, but man. what? But what did he do with the number one receiver last year? That's true because he wasn't. They, they didn't let him call the plays. But but still, still overall. Do you feel like Amari Cooper was used properly? How many times did we do nah. the players last show? Nah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, he so, was not used properly. Okay, so so how do you go in there and beat the table down and say, hey man, I need this dude for one point three million a game? <laughs> <laughs> you're not really using them. Uh, you know, you're not getting up D hop numbers. You know, you're not Jordan Jefferson in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, so so you start to look at this and, and it, it gets tough. But this is the National Football League, man. Yeah. You're good, you know, he's not the only coach going in the next year that's gonna hey feel the heat, but do something. That's why if I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm going into this thing. If I'm going down, I'm going down swinging. I'm right. calling the play. Give yeah. me the play call sheet. You, you know what? I need the I need all this. I need, I need all this. give it to me. It I'm not me. gonna go down Stop for somebody playing. else. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, you got to. And I I'm, feel like that's the hardest part about the Cowboys with Jerry Jones and the family, just because they are like their business. It's a business. They make money, and each year the Cowboys make more money than anybody. Than anybody, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and that's there, and it comes from the top. You know what I mean, that's that's how that's how we're slated. We're here to make the money. Is it, is it really about the winning the games, or is it about making more money? So, when you do it like that, it's like you have to give the give the coaches and the people the the power to make those plays, make those decisions, to put their ownership on them to. So they can, uh, that you can fire them and then get rid of them and if they're not doing what they need to be doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Now, now, I've heard this same thing mm-hmm. when I've done interviews across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. I'll come back into this, Anthony. Jerry Jones gave Mike McCarthy a heck of a roster last year. Mm-hmm. You're in a division that was not good that you swept. Okay, yeah, you swept the division. division yeah. Okay, score uh, average forty points against NFC East teams, twenty six points against anybody else. You got a home game, your spot against the Niners, who walk out with a huge boombox in your building <laughs> to go take the field. 
You put your offense out on the field, Niners smack that down in three plays. They go take the football yeah, on offense, and they go like right down, right the, down field the field and punch you in the mouth with a quarterback with a bad thumb. Yeah. You got, what, 14-some-odd penalties in the football game, mm-hmm. played, like, played, ugh, and then with 242 to go, you gave your quarterback, who you gave all that money to, the football, with an opportunity to go down the field and win it. He didn't do it. And then the clock ran out. How much is that Jerry Jones and family, and how much is that Mike McCarthy and his staff? I, I wouldn't I, – look, I'm not putting anything on Jerry Jones and the family. I'm just saying ish rolls downhill. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it starts from the top. And if your main concern is your main concern, then – and if you're getting that done, then you're winning. So it's not really – yeah, you know I mean, you have to change what the... Right, but you've won. Okay, my thing. You won. Okay, they, they had a winning team last year. You won the East. But the, 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 the goal is not to win the East. The goal is not to control that section. The goal is to be the best team in the NFL. Right. You know what I mean? So, and, and that started with you facing San Francisco. Right. And the team, okay, McCarthy comes out to about, we, we were nervous. I now that could be that's on the head coach. I'll give you yeah. that. That's on the yeah. head penalties. Penalties. That's on the head coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback hand the ball to the to the center. Not yeah. not, not to the rest. Mojo it, moments. Those are the players that you're putting. Not like who's 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 drafting the players. Who's putting the, the putting the, the the team together? Where is the where is the real ownership of the team? Who 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 runs the team? Okay, great yeah. great point. And I'll say this: draft. I don't. I don't have any complaints about what the Cowboys do in terms of drafting. Mm-hmm. Their, their drafts are good, right? They've been hitting. Been when you talk about looking at Pro Bowl players and homegrown Pro Bowl players, <clears throat> I mean they're one of the best in the league at drafting. Now, here's a question I have. I look at the Zeke contract. You gave ninety million dollars and set the market for a running back, and then you hired a head coach who wants to throw the throw football. The ball. <laughs> My boys that, right, that right there to me doesn't make sense. That's a bad. That's a bad allocation of resources in terms of you know what are we doing here? But is it's it a, him? It's a, house, it's a house divided. Yeah. It's like because because it's like it's you know it's, it's Kellen Moore's scheme and system, but he has a shield and Mike McCarthy in front of him. Now, now He's taking the bullets. Okay, so the, here's so my here's my theory. Here's my theory on the Kellen Moore thing. Okay, so Mike McCarthy got turned down by the Jets and the Browns. And you apply for the job here, and you know the Joneses told you how much they like Kellen Moore. They mm-hmm. really like Kellen Moore. Da, 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 da. So what did Mike McCarthy? I was going to hire Kellen Moore wherever I went because I really like Kellen Moore. <laughs> so you say what you're doing to get the job? <laughs> that's that's like I said, I'm just I'm yeah. just sitting here in myself. And then the whole off season, the first year, you talk about we need to get run. You know, we need to get some run balance here. And so yeah. here's McCarthy basically saying, "Hey man, stop throwing the ball so much." And then if you listen to McCarthy, you could hear at times he was like, "Can we run the ball here?" Because Kellen Moore, like Kansas City, you get too pass happy here. And so there, I have a point. Same time. thing with Wade. Wade. And uh, Garrett, it, it's been what it, it's been. Like, stop trying to say it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, it starts from there and it goes. Like, bro, that was so bad. You, the, 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 that, was, you just saw, that was brutal. I mean, that, yeah. was so, that was brutal. That was so uh, when 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 Jason didn't take that job and he got the new deal. You saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. And now you're seeing the whole point Play about over again. right yeah. about hey, here's Dan Quinn. Apparently, Dan Quinn contract is really rich that he got to stay. 
And now you got the head coach running around on Rich Eisen talking about, you know, man, I, I don't like talking about Sean Payton. <laughs> no, so, 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 so that's why I'm like, so, why don't so, he take the so reins? So that point of it is is they have created a circus on that end. Why don't he take the reins? That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if you're a head coach, I'm not going down for someone else's failure to, to produce. Like, I, if, if it's me, I got to go out. Okay, you're the, you're the offensive coordinator. You come to me with a scheme. All right, I see what you got going on. But I'm going to call the plays. I'm going to, you know – Dictate how the game flows, but with him, it's just like you know. There's Kellen over. If you gonna call it, all right, he's calling it, and he got the little you know face thing over his face or whatever. But I, to me, if I'm going down, I'm going down swinging with my own play calls, and if I fail, I'm gonna fail on my own, not somebody else's failure, and then we all lose at right, the end. So, right. man, he got to take the reins this year. Yes, he got to. He got to. He's got. Are they gonna let him? Got to find a way. He's got to find. He got to find a way to get to, in there. Yeah. He got to find a way. That is a very good point right there. You better find find a way. Maybe maybe <laughs> call it, but you override it. Uh, no, nah, we we running on third down, right? <laughs> Right? We're running on third. This ain't no suggestion. Yeah. We're running on third down. It, it so. forced the hand. Like if, if, if you if you get like if you go up and tell them like this is what we're gonna do, then you get then you're forcing management to say, no, you know, give it back which, to Kellen. Which you can do. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I, he can do that. When I I would talk to Gary Patterson when he was coaching at TCU and, and he ran the defense, but he would tell his offensive coordinators, hey, um, I want to run the ball on third down. Or, you know, we're inside the red zone. You know what? We we need to take some shots running the ball. So he would tell his coordinators, hey, look, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. I remember going back into, and you guys were little, little, little puppies back there, but 1992 NFC Championship game, San Francisco gets close, and Dallas has the ball. And, and instead of just running out the clock, Jimmy Johnson tells, because North Turner says, what do you want to do? He says, I want to win the game. And so North Turner throws the slant, hits Alvin Harper. He runs down there for, for about 60, 70-yard gain, and the Cowboys would end up uh, running the football in. Emmitt Smith uh, scored the touchdown. They win the Super Bowl. So Jimmy decided, hey, I want to gamble. But Jimmy had input on what he mm, wanted what to was do. Going on, so, right. so to me, if, Mike McCoy, if you're not going to call the plays, be, be up in there with some yeah. heavy suggestions yeah. about what it is you want. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't be nice. Stop being nice. Yeah, the beating around the bush. <laughs> just because right. go in there. Because yeah. if not, there. either Sean Payton or Dan Quinn will be coaching yeah, exactly. with this team next year, mm-hmm. not exactly. you. So. Hey, let's get a break in here. Players, I've got Anthony Spencer filling in for Danny McRae. You got the man, the myth, the Toledo Rock in the Hall of Fame. He's very church. I'm New York's Players Lounge. Brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. At Smoothie King, we are blending goodness to fuel your greatness. Every blend is crafted to help you achieve your health and fitness goals. Smoothie King uses only whole fruits and organic veggies. You'll never find sugary syrups or artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. And unlike some other smoothie places, there are zero grams of added sugar in many of our blends. Smoothie King is proud to be the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. Place your order in the app or online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. It's game day. You know what that means. First, kebab prep. Steak, pepper, onion, steak, pepper, onion. Next, a counterclockwise lap around the room. Now, the lucky grease-stained jersey goes on. And lastly, the dance. You know the one. This is a game day ritual no matter where you are. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com and keep the tradition alive and well. Hotels.com, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back to the Players' Lounge. <laughs> Attention, Cowboy fans. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Shave Logic is proud to offer Cowboy fans a special upgrade for a limited time. Just visit shavelogic.com, get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to shavelogic.com right now. All right, you're the Players' Lounge. This is a show about the players. Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboys safety. You got Anthony Spencer, former first round pick of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Newey Scruggs. All right, we hit a lot in, our fir- in the first half, so we got another 30 minutes to go here. Let us dive into a guy that I've been wanting gone for a minute. Uh oh. <laughs> Greg Zerline to kick. Okay. Zerline. Greg the leg, old hook him left. Greg the Greg. <laughs> Man missed six extra points this year. They saved $2.25 million. So what? he's gone. Uh, they gave him a three year, seven, over $7 million to be their kicker. Uh, no. Um, sorry. Do you think they'll bring him, like, cut him and then bring him back on a lower? Hello? <laughs> you see that look you got, man? Oh, boy. No. The frustrations no. Zerline no. gave Cowboys Nation for that year was. Okay. This, is where Mike was McCar- this is where Mike McCarthy needed to step in and tell Bones, I know he's your boy, but I need my job. Right. Okay. Right. That's what he needed to talk Okay. I, mean, they got, I got sharks circling the water out here, man. Sean Payton over here. Got, got Dan Quinn right behind me. I mean, hey, no, 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 no. Your boy ain't done no, no. So right now, we don't have any specialists. <laughs> we don't. You do. You do, do we have a long snapper? Yeah. No. Well, you don't have a long snapper. Too. You've got. You've got. You've Shout got, out to LP, man. Where LP. you at? Yeah, LP, come on man. through. You, um, you, you do have a kicker. In February, they signed Chris. Oh, Na- yeah, they signed right. Chris Nagar from. Uh, mm. It's it's A R, not E R. Nagar. Okay. All right. All right. We good. We good. <laughs> <laughs> N A G G A R. There we go. Nagar. 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 Nagar, please. <laughs> Come on in. Kick that, kick that 50 yard. <laughs> He's from hey, SMU. He might have a Can number he, one selling jersey. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> might make some rap videos with the Cowboys. Him and yeah. Boss Man Fat, man. I'm telling right, you. All right, Boss Man Fat. Oh, man. That's funny. What are we doing? <laughs> so that's your field goal kicker. Mm. He was he was a Lou Groza Award um, finalist. Didn't win it, but he was over SMU, led the American in, in kicking. Now, I, and I, it takes me back to when Dan Bailey was here. Dan Bailey was another guy at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, he might have won the Groza Award, but he was definitely a finalist for it. Um, it. Ended up having a good having having a good career. Yeah, it was about five um, years there, but he was automatic. On top. Yeah, he was automatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember uh, when. Uh, Kai Forbath came through here. Mm-hmm. Kai was over at UCLA, another one, no, another dominant kicker. And I remember um, 
Dan beat him out, and then he went up to Washington and was around for a little bit. So, so these guys who are in this Groza Award um, conversation, you know, give them an opportunity and they can kick. Sometimes it's not the first place they're kicking; it mm-hmm. may be the second place. But, but overall, I say this to you know what: Zerline had his time. Move on. Older player dealing with injuries here. Eh. So maybe Nagar's the man. You know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll but, see. but. The opportunity, it's the Cowboys, man. And, and go go find somebody. Somebody will kick for you. And I know people <laughs> love to sit up here and say, well, you know, they're on the street for a reason. Ta, ta, ta. You know what? This is I what feel you like have it's different, different with kickers. Like, they, like, even with Dan Bailey, he was here for a while, then we let him go, and he went somewhere else and Minnesota. performed Minnesota. Yeah. And he performed there for a long time. So it, they, they lose that little bit of uh, confidence or a whatever. Swing. Yeah, yeah, it's like get, a golfer. It's a golfer, yep. exactly. Like, you can start hooking them, hooking them left. Hooking them left. Looking like me right now. You got to try to find a way to get it back. And, uh, Bo- yeah, Bones so. mentioned the whole golf thing with, with, with Zerline. Compared him to Tiger Woods, didn't he? <laughs> He so, compared the man to Tiger Woods. So it, was before, it was that week before the playoff game. He's like, yeah, I feel like he's close. He's about to get there. I feel like, like – and I asked him, I said, you're about to go to a playoff game and you're saying you think your right. kicker's close? You, right. I mean, what kind of confidence you got in that? Job's on the line. We think? Yeah. Like, cross, I think he's ready yeah. to go. And that's the biggest thing about football, man. You got to stay uh, – Consistent, like being consistent in football is probably the hardest thing, but the most important thing. Yeah, and you got to have that with in every position, most part. Yeah, he said that, and then he was like, "Well, you know, it's like golf, and you know, and he's like, like it's like Tiger Woods." And I said, "Tiger Woods is a Hall of Famer, <laughs> arguably." The- I don't think we even do looking like Ricky Fowler out here. He ain't looking like Tiger Woods. <laughs> Ricky ain't got no majors. Say, Greg, ain't man ain't got no majors up in right. here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he did make the fifty-one yarder in the playoff game. He you know, did. We, we all forgot about it, but um, yeah. He, but he had so many misses along the way. I go back to the thing. He misses too. Right. He misses. The, he yeah. misses. Tampa Bay, you leave four points out there in a game, you lose by mm-hmm. point. Then the, the Raider game. There's too many games where where you needed your guy to do his part. Not not, not a hard part. Mm-hmm. Just to do his part. Do his part. And, and and he could not do that. So Greg Zerline cut. Uh, Brian Anger, the punter, uh, he's a free agent. Probably not bringing him back here. That's Pole a t- bowler, too. You know, I, I I really wish that they could figure out a way to get him back because— He was a weapon. I'm talking about flipping fields, yeah, man. He was yeah. able to punt it from the 20 and down it on the opposite 10. And that, you know, that helped the defense out a lot. Yeah. Because, you know, eventually, like, he's, like our defense was so turnover hungry this year, eventually if they got those long drives, the offense might make a mistake. And this defense was able to capitalize on it. So, Anger, he did a hell of a job this year pinning those teams down deep. But like you said, I, I doubt they'll be able to bring them back, man. Yeah. Well, I, and you guys play defense. And I, I think in a league now where everybody wants to go for it, this gives Mike McCarthy an excellent opportunity many times to say, you know what, let's just kick it. We'll kick it because this guy will flip the field. Let's send our defense out here and, and make someone like, – I don't know why you got these coaches now who don't want to make somebody go 70 and 65 yards. Yeah. Remember the first, the first drive in the Super Bowl, oh, 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 Zach with the Bengals going to go go for it at like the 48, 49, and didn't get it. <laughs> what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What, what are you doing? Game's changing. Game it changing. is. And I'm just like looking it at – but I'm looking at this thing like, man, it's a Super Bowl with me in the first right. quarter. Man, what we – no. Mm-hmm. You got time, man. Kick it. Mm-hmm. Make them go down. Yeah, but yeah. Analytics. Everything An- is analytics. everything yeah, is I mean numbers. everything yeah. now. An- yeah. Analytics got you got you watching the confetti for them mm-hmm. instead of you getting it. Uh mm-hmm. Blake Jarwin. Uh Tight end cut. Blake had hip surgery, saves three point eight million dollars in cap space. Then um Another reason they could cut Blake Jar was because they decided to uh, franchise Dalton Schultz, a free agent tag uh, for a tight end, 
$10.9 million, so basically $11 Ooh, million dollars for Dalton Schultz. Your feeling on that, on those two moves? Oh, uh, cutting cutting the injured player? Um, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to work on the injury settlement. Okay. Yeah, but, but, okay. but he's, he, and, so, uh, so he's going to recruit somebody, but yeah, they, they let him go. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you, putting the franchise tag on players that's been in, in, in your system, you know what they can do, you believe in them, you have confidence in them being able to do what they've been doing. So I, I think that's a good move by them. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, to me, I, I was, you know, I, I like what Dalton Schultz brings as far as, you know, he's that, he's that, you know, complimentary guy. He's that, that kind of security blanket right. for Dak Prescott out there when Middle things are break down. Oh, let me find him. He's there. He's gonna make it. Um, you know, I don't think he's the most dynamic tight end out there. Uh, I think he's very Witten esque as far as you know yards after the catch mm-hmm. and very he just sound and what he's supposed to do. Uh, he's not a great blocker. I mean, we've seen that, you know, throughout the entire year. He's not a great blocker, so he's more of a receiving tight end. But he's not a dynamic. Receiver. He's not a Kelsey. He's not a you know um, the guy from San Francisco Kittle. He's not yes. one of those type of guys or Darren Waller that you can split out and he can you know make defenses pay if you put the wrong guy. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he benefits more from the scheme. But if we're gonna you know put scheme over players like this organization has basically said they're gonna do by getting rid of their number one receiver and, and, and basically saying the scheme is over the players. I think he fits well in this scheme and he could he could be productive. Um but to me with that franchise tag, I think that just keeps him off the streets. Right. And I think they'll try to rework some deal to get him at a lower cap number. But you know I think overall it could be a solid move for the Cowboys. By the way, just to clear it up here, uh story here on DallasCowboys.com by being wave slash injured Jarwin qualifies for an injury injury settlement with the team, which allowed him to recoup nice. some of his yeah, earnings. So he'll be able to get paid, but the get Cowboys saved roughly $3.8 million in cap space while carrying a charge of only $2 million. If you don't give Schultz the tag, you're going to allow him to get to the market. So if the market's $11 million and you've got teams who have some flush cash mm-hmm. in need of a tight end, you're probably going to lose it. Right. And then what other options do you have? If you've, Jarwin's gone, Schultz is gone, Sean McEwen? Yeah, or Sprinkle, which, yeah, we know. Yeah. Okay, you, can't, so, you, can't go, you can't go into the season with those being your starters. So you don't have to give Schultz a long-term deal. You don't have to. It's not like – I don't anticipate Schultz doing the Devontae Adams and saying, hey, I ain't playing on no franchise. Nah, nah, he's going to take all that. He's going to take all that. Schultz, a fifth-round pick. <laughs> yeah, he's going to – what you say? Yeah, 11 minutes? Might be here today. Yeah. Go ahead and sign that. Let's sign that 11. Where that paperwork at? Right, yeah. put this right here and, and then go back and play some more video games that's after the, the day. So true. $11 million. He's a huge gamer now. He's right, a huge gamer. that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, guy went to Stanford. He ain't going to sit around here and turn out $11 million. Nah, I mean, right. might as well take it. But – if you're the Cowboys, I think that's a smart move considering you're letting Cooper letting go. Cooper, yeah. So so let's at least have the tight end that we know mm-hmm. our quarterback has a rapport, a rapport with mm-hmm. and our coaching staff knows and understands. Yes, he's got some limitations in blocking, but this now falls upon them as an organization. Go find someone to block. Hopefully, yeah. Kellen can get him getting right. But uh, so, so Spence, you 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 had the franchise tag. What was it? Twi- two years? Yes. Two years. Two years, in a row? Two years like, in a row. How, how did that process work? Like, I never got the opportunity yeah. to go through that franchise and how how, how that thing works. So, like, when when you were going through it, you know, how did that work for for your situation? Uh, I was trying to get a long term deal. I wanted to finish my career here. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't see eye to eye. Like I, I thought, I, I believed that was one thing, and they believed that was another thing. Okay. So, it, it, it worked out in the because I ended up making what they were trying to 
sign me for my signing bonus for okay. the first year, and then the next year I get end up getting signed again. So I, I had like a they, they're guaranteeing me three years for I want to say thirty million. I made the 20, eighteen in the two years that I got franchised, mm-hmm. and I got guaranteed those two years guaranteed. If I could do it again, I probably would have took the long longer term mm-hmm. deal, seeing what happened with my injuries and all That's that type true. of stuff. That's so, true. Um, but it it, it was a it was a frustrating time for me, to okay. say the least. Okay. Yeah. I can believe it. Yeah. So, uh, more Cowboys news to get into here. J-Ron Curse, safety, free agent. So they, I'm surprised. I'm, that's one I'm surprised that they didn't reach out to and try to get something on the books. Maybe they have. You know, maybe they have, and we haven't heard of it yet. But to me, he was one of the, the more important players on this defense last year. You know, he had the green dot. And you all you know about the green dot. That means you got to get everybody on the right. defense aligned and, ready, and communicating yeah. and ready to go and on the same page. Yeah. And I feel like he did a great job of that. Mm-hmm. And it also allowed, we talked about it in uh, previous shows, it also allowed Micah Parsons to become just a C-ball, go-get ball. Right. He didn't have to worry about, you know, lining people lining up people and, up. and yeah. getting the calls from the coaches. He just heard what he had to do. All right, let me go get ball, go C-ball. So, you know, I, I think Curse, and plus Curse played a, you know, had a kind of, Heck of a season. He was, right. you know, he was part one of the main reasons that they were able to play so well on the defensive side of the ball. So I would be surprised if, with all the cap space, they kind of freed up. If they didn't, you know, reach out to him to try to get him done. I think he's one of the more important players on this defense. Yeah, most definitely. I feel like having those guys out there that can communicate to the rest of the defense, like it just, it's something that you just don't see, like those, mm-hmm. those intangibles, like with Cooper, like the double teams and things that he was bringing. Like those are the things that you don't see, but it makes the team better. Yes, and the, you you can't you can, there's no analytics for that. <laughs> Exactly, I mean, not a stat. There's no stat for it, so you can't really judge it. But it's very, it's 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 invaluable. You yes, know what I, mean? I would agree. So this may be a case, and the Cowboys have done this before. All right, see what you can get and call us back. Mm-hmm. Because be. while Curse has value here, does his value translate to other teams right. in the same way? Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's kind of a scheme guy. Because we, I mean, we've seen he's been in the league what like six years now, I so believe. Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit, Minnesota. They, they said you know we're good. Yeah. So, so that's the that's the interesting type of situation here. And it'll be one thing. Let's say Dan Quinn left. Right, let's say Dan Quinn got the job in Denver, or got the job in Chicago. Then maybe it's a different story because yeah. then maybe they're bidding on him. But since Dan Quinn is back and no one else of significance from the defensive coaching staff has gone anywhere else, so maybe no one else views him in that fashion. That so, guy, yeah. so letting him go out on the market to see what he can get. Uh, I, I could understand that that thought process. Bobby Wagner's name has come up a whole lot. Uh, Seattle, let him go. You're talking about a guy who uh, I believe will at least be on the ballot list for the Pro Football Hall of Fame when oh, he's yeah. done. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he gets in, but but you got to you got to got got, got, at least has to be in the conversation. If Luke's right. getting in, if Luke Keighley gets in, he he got to because they were on they were basically for. You know, eight years, the two best linebackers in the National Football and League. That's, and that's Keekley's another interesting guy. Yeah. Just, just the, you, you definitely have him on the ballot. He yes. gets in the conversation. Yes. Getting in is a whole as D. Ware. We see that's a whole nother, oh, another another right. it's a whole yeah. nother yeah. spectrum. But at least have your name talked about and get on the list. Definitely uh, that kind of player here. A lot of folks want Bobby Wagner here, but let's be honest, there's not a lot of cash. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to cost. Yeah. It's going to cost you. I mean, just with with the the. 
the championships that he's won, the experiences that he has, the the knowledge of the game. I mean, that those types of things, those those can be measured. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna, you're definitely gonna have to pay for that. And he's and he's been in like you said, he's been in a, in Quinn's system before when right. he was a DQ or a DC over in uh, Seattle. Yeah. So he knows the guy's system. He he can come in. He can take a pr- lot of pressure off of those guys by you know getting them lined up in the yeah. right direction. He can play beside Parsons, or you can move Parsons down to the defensive line, let him do havoc there. So mm-hmm. it's a veteran guy that a lot of people on this young defense can learn off of. A lot of learning. I, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a big proponent of leadership and what else guys bring to the room. And Bobby Wagner walks in with a ring, and mm. to put a Bobby Wagner next to a Micah Parsons, the kind of leadership he can learn from, because we've seen what what Micah has done in terms of going to, to your old teammate Demarcus Ware, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and just just learning from that, and even Tank Lawrence with his career turnaround, going and, t- and talking to a Demarcus Ware. So you bring in a guy like Bobby Wagner, man, that you know, there's the price that you pay for the player, but what kind of benefit do you get when a great young player watches a guy who's got a a Hall of Fame-like career on a daily basis. I go back, and this is just me. The biggest mistake Bud Adams, the late Bud Adams made when he owned his football team was drafting Vince Young but cutting Steve McNair. What he should have done was keep Steve McNair there and have Vince Young learn from Steve McNair. Yeah. Because the problem with Vince Young was never the problem. The problem was just he didn't know how to be a pro the right. way you needed to be a pro. Yeah. And to watch a guy like McNair do it, because Vince had a hell of a lot of respect for him, I thought that was a thing that he could have done. But you try to save some money here, you save some money, but and Vince was rookie of the year, and they won a playoff game, but still, what he could have learned from watching a pro – I just believe you look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers learned from him. You got to see what, what it was like for exactly, Brett Favre. Yes. Like three years, yeah. I mean, yeah. people right now talk about taking somebody in the first round for a quarterback. To me, I go over there at Green Bay. Here's a two. Give me Jordan Love. Jordan Love been watching Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Before I see these quarterbacks I see right now, they talk about drafting. Like, these got question marks. Before I do a question mark, they go, give me Jordan Love, who's been in the league two years, who um, when Aaron Rodgers was sitting out, got to run the offseason program, and just give me that guy. Um, I just think there's something to be learned from from great players. But Virginia, you guys played, so yeah. you know better than me whether yeah, or not guys. Really I, really I feel like it's it's the most important thing for a young player to do is to find an older guy that's been in it for a while and just to see their routine, the things that they do on a weekly basis, how they recover, how they perf- uh, get ready for the game, and how they perform during the game. You know, like those those things all go hand in hand. So having somebody in the locker room like that, like the uh, Greg Ellis and the Demarcus mm-hmm. Wares and the J- Jason Wittens, like those guys are. You 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 can't you can't pay enough for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Greg got, Ellis, boy. Yeah, you talk about a guy who's just steady every day, man. I loved Greg Ellis. Yeah. Greg, Greg Ellis was, and I know people consistently talk about how the Cowboys took him instead of Randy Moss. But um, tell you what, you if you could draft a Greg Ellis on your football team every year, you'd be a really good football yep. team for That's a long true time. Because because this guy, every I love what what Mike Zimmer said. I don't have to worry about him on game day. Yeah. He's going to do his job. He's ready. Yeah. He's going to be where he is. And when you get a guy like that, like a Wagner, it, it holds the, the defense to accountability. Right. I mean, I think, you know, these penalties that we, we've seen happen throughout the, the season and came to bite us in the butt, you know, during that playoff game, you know, I think if you got a guy with his um, resume and, and, and just his stature – He'll get after guys and hold them accountable. And right. guys will be like, you know, hey, we can't make this situation because or make this situation worse because we're hurting the team. Right. And if you get that type of leadership out there on the offensive side of the football, I think they have it, you know, in that offensive line and some of their veteran players. But on the defense, it was relatively extremely young. young. Extremely, yeah. I mean, you had the D-law, you know, but he, he was hurt the right. majority of the and year. It's, so hard, he, it's yeah. hard to have that 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 
if you're not out there playing, it's hard it's to tell guys hard. how to. Yeah, I mean, had a hard to have a voice. Yeah, hard to have a voice when you're not doing it. So, exactly. Yeah. All right, uh, let's spend our last ten minutes of the of this players' Lounge podcast <laughs> brought to you by Hotels.com, talking about the offensive line. Mm. Lel Collins reportedly told by the Dallas Cowboys he can seek a trade. So um, Collins, if he's a post June one cut, saves. Um, $10 million under the 2022 cap here. They clearly love Terrence still. So at this point in time, I just feel once they come, once they come telling you to go seek a trade, they, they, you know, or they ask you, you see for money. Done. Yeah. You, you right. see we, done. We, 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 we got other plans. Yeah. So um, your thoughts on Collins not being here uh, to me, I, he, it's kind of a sticky situation because, he has no one to blame pretty much but himself. Because, you know, if he would have come came back, then that whole situation where he got suspended for five games and all that stuff, we would have never heard about Terrence Steele. Mm-hmm. You know, Terrence Steele played the year before, and he didn't play at a very good level. And if, if Collins was here, we would have never seen Terrence Steele. And this whole situation might not have ever happened. So, to me, you know, Collins has to blame a little bit, has to put the blame on himself for being in this situation. Um, but for me, it's I'm confused because I'm like, hold on. You know, Collins, they're asking him to seek a trade. What about Tyron Smith? Like, you know, he's been a very, very great player for a very long time. But these past three seasons, he's missed on average five, six, you know, seven games out there. And no one's, you know, asking this guy to, you know, hey, we we need you to, you know, know, rework this deal. I mean, I know he doesn't have a high cap hit because he signed that super team-friendly deal. But are you really going to count on – you know, 10 games every year from your starting left tackle? Or do you think you should put something in there or somebody in there to, you know, help bolster that line or at least give them some competition to he's where... A, he's a made man. I understand, but, but it's like, how's he helping the team? It's like when Flozell was here, baby. Flozell was a made man. Jerry, Jerry, these left tackles yeah. under Jerry, man, they're made men. And you may say, man, I'm ready to move on. He probably held on to Flozell two, three years longer than he needed to, but that's how Jerry feels about these left tackles. So you you and McCray need to move off that. But who are we going to do if he, when Ty- he goes down for five Tyron is here. This is about Collins and them feeling that they've got it better. You going to put Tyron Nasecki over there? I don't know. But at this point in time, here's what we do know. They like Terrence Steele. And yeah. Terrence Steele rightfully played, so. He, he played so. well at right tackle. Yes, he did. And when they tried him at left, it wasn't the same. Yeah. He's a right tackle. Mm-hmm. So they're going to say, right tackle, we'll move on from Collins. Collins is not a left. If he's Collins not. was a left, they'd, 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 they'd be talking about it. They don't feel he's a left tackle. They don't feel he's a guard. Talked about the bend on mm-hmm. him. So, so they're going to move on from Collins. And I don't know what they can get, but in this league, I mean, if you Cincinnati Bengals, why not offer up a two? You could. Your dude just got what fifty one sacks, nine <laughs> nine nine sacks. They need to shore up their offensive line, right? ASAP. I mean, right. So I mean, if you if you are the Bengals, what are you waiting on? You should have mm-hmm. been you should have been you haul on down here to come get him and take him on. They gonna get another skill player. Why? <laughs> <laughs> well, this point. I mean, right now, I mean that that's that's the key. Yeah. You know, yeah. you you may have won a Super Bowl if you could have protected your quarterback here. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a market for college. Denver's a, 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 a team that was. Rumored out there. We saw what they did when they got Ron Leary. Ron Leary left left they here played. because because mm-hmm. they got Collins and Ron Leary had a he had a really nice career up in there in Denver. So to me, somebody's going to get Collins. You're going to get a motivated player. I can't imagine this is not embarrassing to him mm-hmm. that your team's basically giving up on you and just go and seek a trade. Yeah. You lost your job to an undrafted dude from Texas Tech. Yeah, look at it. I mean, when he even when he came back, it wasn't like 
his job was back immediately. Right. I mean, he had, he was playing fullback for you know a game or two. So it just goes to show you what this what the team really thinks about you. And if I'm him, I'm saying, okay, you know, let me see what my market's like out there. You know, obviously I'm not valued here. And but like I said at the beginning, he has no one else to blame but himself. But um, Spence, what's your thoughts on this whole offensive line? You know how they you know basically were playing fantasy football, mismatching people here and there. We had some weak links. Yeah, the, the, the line is aging. So it, it is. Thoughts? I feel like a lot for the last two. I would say years, I feel like they're living off the hype of the three previous yes. years. You yep. know I what I mean? So they're, they're living off of that, thinking that they were what they weren't. Mm-hmm. So, And this this game has a way of showing you who you really are. So, And that's really what's happened over the last two years. And they've, they've, they've had to find some way to – be better, be more consistent, be more available. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you were saying with Tyrus, like they got they got to find players that are going to be out there and consistent because those those groups they work as one. You know what I mean? They have to have that that continuity to mm-hmm. be able to move those other big linemen on the other side yes, of the indeed. ball. So it's 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 I feel like they're in a really tough spot. They got a, a few different positions that need to fill up there, and they need backups behind those yes, guys because they, they are going to be hurt. So I mean. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's, it's real tough. So they they, they gotta they just gotta find a way. And and, and having Tyron, I feel like is a good thing mm-hmm. just because of the player that he has been. And like we were talking about early, like he's been in those games. He's been, he's gone up against a lot of different types of players. So his mind is a little bit higher okay. up than where his body probably is right now. But yep. he has that knowledge that he can instill onto those players. You yep. know what I mean? Having that and veteran with, presence. Exactly. Yeah. And like you said, with Steele playing on the right side, he came over to the left side. Like, it's a whole other monster over there. But just being mm-hmm. able to do those, you know what I mean? Being able to go over there and and, and lose. But you, you still get better by playing on that side mm-hmm. and then going back to this side. You know what I mean? So it, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But Collins, next guy – to probably be gone. Mm-hmm. And with the league year coming up here, I, I, I can see something getting done. And obviously, uh, teams, th- look, somebody's going to want him. Okay? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, if, yeah. If, if you're trading Cooper for, for $20 million, this guy's making 10 He's a starter in the league. Um, there's just too many teams who have offensive line issues out here. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I expect a, a deal to go down for him. And, and to me, um, I, I would need a three or a four from the Cowboys, at least. Yeah, yeah, it's some type of value. You know, don't let him just walk out the door. Yeah. You know, you know, <laughs> bring something back to the he table. Was doing something. Yeah, because if he's gone, before. right tackle. I mean, I'm presuming you know Connor Williams is going to be gone in free agency. That's your what, right guard or left guard? Left, left, guard. left guard. So, I mean, and what are we going to do at center? Do we believe Biotis is the answer at center? You know, I, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot question of, marks on this of offensive line up front. A lot you, of them. You got to sure that up before the season starts because that's probably if not the most important, one of the most important positions mm-hmm. on the field. Look, this is this is an offseason of a lot of change, and they're making moves, and we'll keep talking about it right here on the Players' Lounge podcast, but there's so much to go. Uh, you got Tom Brady, who's back. The, 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 <laughs> I couldn't believe I seen that yesterday. I was like, uh, hey, man, Hey, man, dude, tired of that car line yeah. in school. We tired of picking them kids in that car line. I'm about line. to say, <laughs> kids must be bad or some. <laughs> I mean, this dude has been in one too many parents' yeah. conferences already. He's in the house for two weeks. <laughs> wife just put him to work. See, like, you know what? I'm going. I'm going what? back. <clears throat> yeah. Talking about some unfinished business. We got seven rings. What I'm spending more time with my kids, and, and then they need to be put for what? I got to do what again? <laughs> the dad's club. Why do, yeah. do I need to join the dad's club at school? Yes, you do. Um, so yeah, I got to put Brady. these kids to sleep. Yeah. What? 
Oh, yeah. I'm going Tom back. Brady, yeah, Tom Brady said. Uh, but the Cowboys are going to face the uh, Buccaneers Jerry World this year. Deshaun Watson is going to uh, apparently mm. entertain some meetings from Carolina and New Orleans. He's got a non-compete. Um, Carolina, New Orleans. Would that bring Peyton back to New Orleans? NFC East. Uh, I mean, I should say NFC teams. Philadelphia is the name of another NFC team. So... Here's Deshaun in the AFC. It could be popping over this way here. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see what AFC goes down is loaded with quarterbacks. And now that you got Russell Wilson, yeah, Russell, mm-hmm. Joe, uh, what was it Joe? What was his name? Not Joe Brady. Joe Burrow, Burrows, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Herbert, Wilson. I mean, got Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, uh, no, oh, by the way, we 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 talk about Connor, Connor uh, Carson Wentz coming to Washington. <laughs> he's, back, he's back. He's oh, back. Yeah, he's back. <laughs> what are they? The, are they Commanders or the, the Commanders? Commanders. There we go. There so, we go. So, so my, I, first off, all right. So I was looking online, and it showed that the Vegas odds for Washington went down. <laughs> <What's> <laughs> they <got>? No, <laughs> yes, they went down. Vegas how? odds. They're like, oh, this dude. Pff, yes. They, that's how that's how little they think. Hey, the odds went down. Um, I just don't understand how you can commit twenty six million dollars to a guy who, who you keep asking him about a year that he had one. He had oh, one, yeah, good one, year, good year. one good year. One good year. One good year. And you still holding on to that? Like, man, we think he can go back and get that one good year. No, Wait, was he? He wasn't even the quarterback for the whole year, was he? No, no Nick he got, Foles, Foles, yeah. got hurt. And, and that's the thing I crack up on me. Where else, who else do we in the league talk about? Hey, man, you know he was good that one year, four, four five years ago. <laughs> that's true. We think we can get that one good. Yeah, no, no. The dude who said I can make him that guy again just said, I mean, "You got to go." You're right. Even, I mean, even Frank Wright. You no, no. Mm-mm. I, I understand. He 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 pretty much melted down those last two games. But the season, he had a decent season. Bro, I mean, it was twenty-seven and seven. It's TD and Interceptor. The, 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 did you hear the owner? He's like, ain't nobody coming back here who ain't vaccinated. So he, you know who he was talking about. <laughs> Carson Wentz. The GM oh, up there. Man. Well, we we gotta look at all our options. I mean, so the GM is like, man, your GM is basically, he did it. Yeah. That was Frank's guy. So Chris you, Ballard out Right. So now and Frank is like, hey man, I did. I mean, basically, he came out there and said, I stuck my neck out for him. Now, when you say I stuck my neck out for you, it, it's always with like, hey man, you saw I stuck my neck out for you. You did me like you did. nobody ever says and in a positive way, hey man, I stuck my neck out for you. They do it in a negative yeah. way. Hey man, this is just how you do me. Because <laughs> if he did well, I'm not here for you. You got to look at it though, at the same time, though. It's like, how many quarterbacks are there out there that have. Yeah. That, that, okay. yeah, I mean, just uh, that. They missed Russell Wilson. They tried okay. and they missed him. Okay, but for $26 million? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a steep hit for okay. yeah, yeah. But that's And, and you had to give the, up picks. What's the, what's the average? What's the, what's no, the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the quarterback? What they, what they making this year? Right I mean, now? they averaging 30, but this dude ain't no 30. That's underneath, though. And yeah, plus, I mean, he's underneath okay. the market. Plus, you still have to give up picks. Yeah. You're giving up at least two threes <sighs> for a dude that, you make, all right, see, Spence, this is me. When your boy who stuck his neck out for you, he one year, he liked that. The owners, I mean, too many people were like, nah, man, he got to go. Right. I can't do it. I mean, if you go, I mean, we've seen folks mesh it together. I mean, but fine, call Jameis Winston. I mean, there's people you can call. <laughs> That's all right. But there, James, there, 30 there, for 30? Jameis gives you 30 for 30. There, there's, there's not a lot, though. That's all I'm saying. There's not, I mean, there's not there's a, not there's a not, lot. And the quarterback bigger, class though. this year is, is is not as strong I mean, as it's been yeah. in years past. New Orleans got, they paid Jameis 1 5 last year. 1 5. <laughs> don't get that ACL. You throwing 5 million on one. He might run down like, that. I can't. I'm just saying, man. I mean, 
you know, party it, it, interception. Okay, now, now I come back. You gave up at least a three. Why aren't you calling Green Bay for Jordan Love? He don't have. He doesn't have that. He don't got the resume. He don't have the proven. He but hasn't I'm been t- out there. Like, what's, it, what's Carson showing you? I, I'm not saying that he's showing. He did go 27 great. for seven. But last 26 million. Year. You can't beat Jacksonville. Last game of the year. <laughs> that, I will say last that. game of the year. He hey melted man, those last. You two. know we need this, right? Yeah. We're going to the playoffs, play. right? Jacksonville, yeah. hard place to play. Nope. It is. It is a hard place. Everybody yeah. expects to win. Okay, 26 million, man. I did win one year there. I did. I did. Y'all was balling you. We did. We did. Then the next year we was trash, but. Anthony Spencer, man, we appreciate you. Thanks, Spencer, for coming through, man. Without a doubt. Filling in for Danny McCray, Barry Church, I'm Newey Scruggs for producer Chris Beam. We appreciate everybody for checking out the Players' Eyes. We'll do it again next Monday, 10 a.m. Central Time, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?